I've had multiple people reach out and just say, thanks to your page, I'm actually thinking about adopting a pit bull. And that has never crossed my mind in my life. But now after seeing them, I am starting to open up my thought process on these types of dogs. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, author Tani Minami tells us the story of Keiko and Nico, pit bulls who were reunited after being adopted separately as pups. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We Save Each Other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. On every episode, we encourage you to follow Rosie Fund on social media. If you've been doing that, then you already know that my wife Dawn and I are fostering a very sweet dog who's been waiting almost a year for his forever home. Four-year-old pit mix Vinny needs a family where he is the only pet. He's not comfortable around other animals. He is athletic, smart, and affectionate. Links to a couple of his videos on the Rosie Fund YouTube channel are in the description. If you can't welcome Vinny into your home... Watching and liking his videos still helps increase his exposure so his forever family can find him. You can support Rosie Fund by making a donation on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards featuring Rosie and Peaches and our shirts on barkyours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits, that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Any donation amount is greatly appreciated, but here are some popular levels. $30 provides a collar and a leash for a Rosie Life Starter Kit dog, and $100 covers their entire kit. You can also support Rosie Fund by downloading, subscribing, rating, and, most importantly, sharing dog words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions, especially if you have an idea for a topic or guest, Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Next time on Dog Words, Christy Marandino from Transport Brewery tells us about Charlie's cause and bureaucratic meddling. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today on Dog Words, we are excited to welcome author Tawny Manami from California. How are you today, Tawny? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Where are you at in California? We are in Ventura County, California, so kind of Southern California and about, as a crow flies, probably seven miles from the beach. It's not a bad place to be. Gorgeous place to be, especially if you have dogs who like water, and is that the case? Well, it depends on what you define as like. They do love the beach. They love a lake. They love a river. Anywhere where they have control of their depth. We have a pool in the backyard, and they hate the pool. So they do not like anything where they can't control the depth. The steps freak them out. So we never have to come home to wet dogs during the day, which is nice. Mm -hmm. But um, they do love a trip to the beach. That's a really fun thing for them. And we're taking them camping this weekend to the river. So hopefully they enjoy the water there too. That will be exciting. On the one hand, it's disappointing that they're not thrilled about the water that's right outside their back door. But like you said, you don't have to come home to two soaking wet dogs. And your two dogs are the reason that I reached out to you for this interview. I saw a video, which I will link to in the description, about Keiko 
and Nico. What's the story of Keiko and Nico? They are biological brothers. They were rescued from possibly being sold as fighting dogs in Bakersfield, California, from a local rescue here near to us in Simi Valley. And they saw them posted on Craigslist being sold as fighting dogs. So the rescue went out there and actually paid for all of the puppies to save all six of them. They also tried to save the mom, but the people would not give up the mom, unfortunately, because they were breeding her. So at least they were able to save the puppies, which is amazing. Three of the six puppies actually had canine coronavirus when they brought them back to the rescue. And so they had to nurse them back to health. One of those puppies that had the canine coronavirus was Keiko, who is barking right now. (laughs) He's letting everyone know that, yes, it was him that was. (laughs) I can tell it. I was there. So he's perfectly healthy now and doing very well. So I'm forever grateful for the rescue that saved him, nursed him back to health, and was able to um, bring us our sweet little puppy. So um, before you go on, I would just like to point out that I know that there's going to be listeners who say, by buying that litter of puppies, you're just financing the dogfighting rings. Well... Anybody out there who has a better solution, let us know. We'll have you on Dog Words and we'll discuss that. But the bottom line is those six dogs are not fighters. Those six dogs don't have a short and brutal life as a fighting dog. And so I, for one, want to thank the rescue for doing what they can to rescue who they can. And maybe it's left to others to figure out how do we stop dog fighting rings, let uh, law enforcement take care of that but god bless the rescue groups who are who are saving dogs so you've got your dog through the rescue tell us about how you found keiko and uh, nico in their litter well first i'd love to echo what you just said unfortunately pit bulls get such a bad reputation because of what people hear in the media about dog fighting and it's awful they're not bred to be fighters despite what a lot of people think These dogs are the sweetest dogs I've probably ever had, and they're so cuddly and loving. Mm -hmm. And, yes, I 100% support what the rescue did in paying for the dogs because those people would not release them without getting paid. I think they paid $50 per dog, and I think that is $50 very well spent to save six lives from basically being tortured for the rest of their lives and most likely killed at the hands of dog fighters. That's a great return on investment. Yes, absolutely. So as far as finding Keiko and Nico, we had two dogs at the time. Our town allows us to have three dogs maximum if you properly register them through the county, which we always do. So we had room for one more puppy and our two dogs that we had at the time were getting a little older and we thought it would be a fun time to bring in a puppy, bring a little extra life and zest into the house and so we ended up seeing the litter being posted on instagram through this rescue and we went out to one of the pet adoptions and they had all six puppies there so we got the pick of the litter and they were all so adorable and we were trying to decide between keiko and nico it's kind of interesting because we could only get one 
And we ended up choosing Keiko because all the puppies just seemed to kind of be gravitating towards him. He just had a really good personality, good disposition. He was fun. He was playful. He was confident. So we ended up picking Keiko and brought him home. And just as we expected, he really was the life of the party with our two other older dogs. And they really enjoyed having a little guy roaming around. Yeah, they love that. While it's important to train and socialize a puppy as the owner and to get help if you need help from a professional, there's no better trainer, no better model than an older dog who already has those skills, who will get a puppy in line, teach them this is how things work. And that can just breathe new life into an older dog, give them that sense of purpose. They're thrilled to do it. They'll pretend to be annoyed at first. (laughs) Absolutely. I have this very funny picture of the three of them the day that we brought Keiko home. And the two big grown up dogs were on one bed. And Keiko was laying in the center of another bed. And he was so tiny. And they're just looking at him like, what the heck is this little thing? But you're absolutely right. They taught him so many things. And I think thanks to them, he was like the perfect puppy. I mean, he really not destructive. He was really a good puppy. And they are both females and he's a male. And to this day, he still squats to pee. So they definitely taught him that. They taught him everything. (laughs) They did. So he he settles in. He becomes part of the pack. And uh, you think, okay, now we have our three dogs that the city allows. Exactly. So unfortunately, about four months after we got Keiko, our first dog that we got, Onara, she passed away in her sleep. She was a lab pit bull mix and is actually the dog that opened my heart up to pit bulls in the first place. When we got her as a puppy, we took her to the vet and I thought, oh, she's, you know, a yellow lab. She looks like a yellow lab. Mm -hmm. And the vet said, what a cute lab pit bull puppy you have. And I was like, wait, what? What did you just say? (laughs) Do I have my receipt? Um, Yeah, exactly. Can I return this? She's not a pit bull. Look at her. She's adorable, sweet, cute. Like she looks just like a lab. She hasn't attacked anyone yet. She's killed no (laughs) one. Exactly. So unfortunately, back then I was ignorant and believed, you know, what the media says about pit bulls. And she completely changed my heart and mind to that breed because she was the most gentle, sweet dog and there's one myth out there about pit bulls that they have lock jaws. She could not even hardly hold a bone in her mouth because she just had such a gentle bite. She would grab her bone and then it would fall out of her mouth. Same thing with tennis balls. You go to take it from her and she would just hand it to you. So that's definitely a myth, but I'm forever grateful for her for changing my mind and basically helping me become the ambassadors for the breed that I've become. But it was definitely very upsetting, totally traumatic, and completely unexpected when she passed away. But you gave Um, her not only a great life, but especially those last four months to have the joy of Keiko in her final (laughs) months. How precious that must have been for her. It absolutely was. And they were so cute together. She was definitely like mama bear to him. We have some adorable pictures that I'm forever grateful that I took of the two of them cuddling. And it's just, it was so sweet. So he learned a lot from her and she was an amazing dog. 
So yeah, at that point we were down to two dogs and just thought, okay, great. We're a two dog family. This is fine. You know, we don't need to add another one into the mix right now until about four months after that, I saw Nico had been returned to the rescue organization and they had posted him that he was back up for adoption. And it's kind of funny because Keiko really was such a perfect puppy that we had kind of joked and said, gosh, we wish we could have gotten two of them at the time because he's so good. And that litter must've just been so amazing. And we wondered what all the puppies were up to. And we kind of ended up getting our wish. I wish it didn't happen the way that it did, unfortunately, because Nico was abused in that first year that the first family had him. So we had a long road with him once we decided to take him home and let him join our family. But on the positive side of that, Keiko and Nico recognized each other immediately when we brought Nico home. It was like if there were little bubbles that could pop up with what they were saying, it would have been like recognition and been like, oh, my gosh, brother. Oh, my gosh, you're my brother. Like it was adorable. Yeah, exactly. And it was just an instant boost in confidence in Nico the moment he saw Keiko because he was extremely timid, shy, scared. You know, he's, he had a really rough first year. Well, that highlights the causality with problem dogs, whether it's pit bulls or other dogs. Here you have two dogs from the same litter, and one had your family and your guidance from your dogs and is a model dog. And in the few months that someone else had Nico, they created a timid, insecure, poorly socialized dog that is not going to behave properly in a dog park or on a walk or when it meets a new dog or child reaches out and startles it. Not because of the dog, but because of the upbringing, the background. It's not the dog. Uh, The analogy I use is if you're walking through your neighborhood and there's a house with the shutters falling off, it needs to be painted, there's broken windows, the sidewalk is like all broken and it looks dangerous and you're not sure if anyone even lives there anymore, you wouldn't think, oh, those are just terrible houses. Why would someone even build that kind of house? Those houses shouldn't even exist in our neighborhood. It's not the house. Mm -hmm. It's the owner who's treated the house like this. It's in this condition because of the way it's been maintained. It's not the house's fault. It's not the dog's fault. Right. Absolutely. That's a really good analogy for that. Yeah. We've had a long road with Nico. Thankfully, just having Keiko by his side has just created a confidence in him that is beautiful to watch. We kind of lovingly joke that Keiko is Nico's therapy dog. (laughs) So I know, I know. So when we first got Nico, he was terrified of a leash. The very first time we put a leash on him, we just let him try to walk around the backyard with the leash dragging and he just would not move. And if you go to grab the leash, he would pee himself. It was so sad. So we assume that he was probably tied up or chained up in a backyard. When he came to us, he was also very, very skinny. He was 49 pounds. His brother was 65 pounds. So you could see every one of his ribs. And if you think about 15 pounds, I could probably lose 15 pounds and I don't think anyone would notice. If you were 65 pounds to begin with, 
and lost 15. If you lost almost a fourth of your weight, yeah, that is significant when you're that small to begin with. That's huge. So that poor, poor boy. Yeah. Yeah. He was very hungry, but he definitely gained the weight quickly because once he was fed properly, yeah, he was very makes, excited. Yeah, it makes a difference if you get regular healthy meals. <laughs> yeah. We, he actually gained a little too much weight and we had to dial it back. He, he got up to 70 pounds and we're like, all right, you're starting to look like you don't have a waist anymore. But I think he was just, and, and to this day, he's so food motivated and so excited. And I think he just probably remembers the days where he didn't get fed regularly. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get another meal. I need to chow down when I can. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've had a long road with him, but he is doing now fast forward five years. We've had him for five years now. He walks on a leash just fine. He still to this day does not like to walk on the leash by himself. If Keiko's not with him, he, he's not scared. He just doesn't really have any motivation to move and his house is his favorite place on the planet. So he'll start trying to turn you around and take you back home if Keiko's not with you. So we always walk them together. Keiko's always eager to go and Nico just kind of follows his lead. And that's just kind of been the theme through life. He follows Keiko's lead kind of with everything. And they're definitely just adorable together. They love to cuddle together. They have such a strong bond that it's been really beautiful to watch over the last few years. It's described in the video what their bond is, but even if there was no voiceover or uh, text bubbles, just watching what you are describing is so obvious that they're devoted to each other and Nico really does trust Keiko's lead. If Keiko signs off on this, this must be okay. Keiko signed off on a walk? Well, I'm cool with a walk. Keiko signed off on a nap. Well, I'm cool with a nap. Whatever Keiko does, it's just beautiful to see that bond, that connection. But not only is there the video, which again will be linked in the description, you've taken this story and shared it in a book. Tell us about the book. Yeah. During the pandemic, I found myself with some downtime. And ever since we got Keiko and Nico, I always thought, gosh, their story is just so beautiful. I would love it to be told in multiple ways and thought that it would be such a nice children's story, a really nice way to be able to teach love and acceptance and family and also be able to showcase that pit bulls are not bad dogs to young kids. So during 2020, I took some time and created the story of Keiko and Nico. And my vision all along was to just tell their story in a very, you know, childlike way, but get all the points across of the story of how they, you know, came back to be together, how they live their lives together happily now, but also that, it, you know, unfortunately for Nico wasn't always so happy. And then so I... So it's a story of hope too, because children have bad days, bad weeks, bad months, uh, mm -hmm. maybe don't have the best life, aren't in the best of circumstances, but this gives them hope that there's a world out there where there's someone who wants to help you. Don't give yes. up. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I uh, my vision was always 
to use their actual photographs because I'm taking pictures of them left and right. Literally, I have had to add more memory to my phone because of how many pictures I have of the dogs on my phone. So I wanted to use their actual photographs in the book and then have the background illustrated. So I was able to find an illustrator that was happy to work with me on that and kind of create the vision that I was looking for. And the story really is just kind of a summary of the video in a sense. And um, I had some junior editors help me, junior editors, meaning my friend's kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I gave them a copy and just said, okay, what do you think? Um, Let me know. Give me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Is there anything you think we should add? That's your target demographic. That's how you put together a good focus group. Exactly. Yep. So one of my friend's three-year-old daughters said, I think in this particular page, there needs to be a dolphin jumping out of the water. And I was like, (laughs) okay, Um, well, it was a lake. It was Lake Tahoe, but I mean, hey, why not? So she just made me think of the book in a totally different Mm -hmm. way and just kind of add some really fun elements to it. So there's some extra kind of fun things to look for. And then that same little junior editor suggested that there were some things to be hidden on the pages so that the kids could find things and hunt for them. And I loved that because growing up, Where's Waldo was probably one of my favorite book series because it was fun to be able to hunt for something. So on every page, there is a bone hidden and it's some of them are easier to find than others. So it's been very fun and it makes it a fun read for kids to read over and over again to continue to hear the story and also find all the bones. Yeah, I was thinking as you were describing, you know, throwing in something fun like a dolphin leaping out of the lake in the background and the bones and stuff. Anyone who's told a child a story or read them a book, you know, when you get done, you're going to say again, or the next (laughs) night you got to go through it again. So it's nice for the adult to have a little variety in those little hidden things, but that's what kids look for. And so great job from your junior editor. And I don't want to get in the way of how you handle your uh, employee relations, but I think she might be due for a promotion to senior editor. (laughs) Yes. She she seems to have a lot of potential there. I can see how her future might play out, but yeah, those are great, great ideas. And the pictures with then the, graphic design background is such a great fun look it makes it stand out that's going to pop when you just you know lay out your kids books that's going to catch their eye or certainly in a bookstore to see that on the shelf to see the real dogs just makes a book that much more special Right. Yeah. And some feedback I've gotten from kids that have read the book, they love that it's the actual dogs that they're getting to see. Like, oh my gosh, these are real dogs. They're not just made up fictional characters. And then when they hear that the story is actually a true story, it's kind of mind boggling to kids because I think they're so used to reading fiction and Mm -hmm. hearing these great fictional stories, which nothing's wrong with that, but they just love the fact that it's real. And there's been a few kids, sorry, the dogs are jumping in again. There's a lot happening outside apparently today. So there's a few kids that have read the book and are fans of Keiko and Nico. And I have actually gotten to meet them in person. And it's pretty funny to just see like them thinking that they're celebrities and treating them in that way. This is so funny. Yeah, they kind of have become celebrities. Yes, to me, they're just my my sweet baby boys. But it's fun to see so many people 
love them and that their story has impacted so many lives from, you know, little kids all the way up to older adults. So it's been, been really fun to share them with the world. Well, speaking of impacting lives, when you write a book, there's the satisfaction of you've accomplished something. You set a lofty goal, which writing a book is a lofty goal to put all that together and see it come to fruition that here I have in my hands, this book. So that's amazing. And then if you can make some money, well, that's just icing on the cake. But then to actually make a difference with your book, for it to have the kind of impact that it's having, tell people what you're doing with some of the proceeds. Yeah, so it's available in two places. It's available on Amazon and it's also available on a website called Be Deliberate Clothing. And I am able to donate through Amazon. I donate 10% of the profits to animal rescues and bully breed rescues. And through Be Deliberate Clothing, they take a smaller cut and actually they actually the cut that they take goes straight to animal rescue. So I really appreciate what they're doing. They actually own a couple of animal rescues. So we're able to help and and donate a lot of money through the book. We've actually donated over a couple thousand dollars just through profits of the book. I'll put a link to Be Deliberate Clothing's page for buying the story of Keiko and Nico. That'll be in the description. What a great gift for someone to give to kids or for your own kids. Any number of children's books, toys, experiences that you can buy will be greatly appreciated, I'm sure, by the recipient. But here you can give them something they'll enjoy, but also teach them about responsibility and the relationship that we have with dogs and how we need to care for them and all the other wonderful themes that you've mentioned that are part of the book. So consider this as a gift to buy for children or to buy for yourself. That link, again, will be in the description. And of course, if you want to go to Amazon to buy it, you can go to Amazon to buy it either way. You're making a difference, but you're making a bigger difference by buying it through Be Deliberate Clothing. You made such a huge impact in Keiko's life and Nico's life in being part of the chain of rescue, helping them out of what would be just a horrific situation and Nico being abused and now having the wonderful life with Keiko. The motto of Rosie Fund is we save each other. What have Keiko and Nico done for you? My gosh, they have done so much for me. They have really just helped solidify the fact that pit bulls are such amazing dogs. I, as I mentioned before, you know, didn't always have that mindset. And now they have helped me become an ambassador for their breed because they're so amazing in their own way. They have shown me that they're nothing like their reputation. They can't get close enough to you. They can't cuddle hard enough. They think they're five pounds when they're on your lap. They climb on top of each other and cuddle up. They're just nothing like the reputation that pit bulls have, unfortunately. So what they've done for me is continue to open up my heart to pit bulls and be able to utilize our Instagram platform to help other pit bulls or pit bull type dogs. We've worked with many other rescue organizations and pit bull ambassador groups like Stand Up for Pits and partnered with them to donate 
portions of our profits to just continue to help educate and bring awareness to their amazing breed and help change the stigma and the mindset of others. And through our Instagram page and through some of the pictures and videos that I show of Keiko and Nico day in, day out, I've had multiple people reach out and just say, Thanks to your page, I'm actually thinking about adopting a pit bull and that has never crossed my mind in my life. But now after seeing them, I am starting to open up my thought process on these types of dogs and I want to help the cause because so many dogs in shelters are pit bull or bully breed type dogs. And unfortunately, a ton of them get euthanized every year. So any way that I can help bring awareness, we also in the Instagram stories will post pit bull type dogs that are in need of homes or on the euthanasia list. And the only way that people know that they're out there is if they get seen and they get shared. And so we're blessed to be able to have the platform that we do to be able to help as many dogs as possible to get seen and saved. It has to be so gratifying to get that feedback that you're changing people's minds. I will link to your website, your Instagram page, the resources that you've mentioned. That'll all be linked in the description. Regular listeners, you get to hear me make this spiel again. Even if you're not adopting a dog, maybe you are like Tawny and you're someplace where you already have your limit of dogs or you're someplace where you can't have any dogs or a dog just doesn't fit your lifestyle, you can still follow Keiko and Nico on Instagram. You can follow the social media for Rosie Fund because the more followers we have, the more exposure for our message and someone who can adopt one of these precious dogs who's looking for their forever home is going to find us because you shared Tawny's Instagram page or you liked a Rosie Fund YouTube channel video. Doing that without spending any money is going to help dogs and you get to see fun videos. You get to see great updates on beautiful, wonderful, amazing dogs. That uh, There's no downside <laughs> to, to following us on social media and there's no limit to how many Instagram pages you follow, how many Facebook pages you follow, how many YouTube channels you follow. So all of our guests who have social media, by all means, Follow, like, share, download, help us help these dogs. Love that. With all the wonderful feedback you've gotten on on this book, are there any thoughts about more books, more dogs? What are the plans? (laughs) Well, we just got a kitten, so that has uh, shaken up our world a little bit. She's four months old. Her name is Wasabi. It's the perfect name for her because she's super spicy. And she really holds her own with the dogs, which is great. I had no idea what it was going to be like introducing a little kitten into a house with two pit bulls, but it's been a seamless transition, which has been really remarkable to watch. They love each other. They play together. They're so cute. And the boys are so gentle with her. So I've had a lot of people that follow us on Instagram ask if there's going to be a second book that now includes Wasabi. And my answer to that is, well, I have a lot of these story of Keiko and Nico books to sell still. We have multiple boxes in the garage still that my husband would really love to get out of his garage. So until these books are sold at this point, we're probably holding off on a a second book, but um, it would be really fun to do one with 
wasabi involved as well because they share a pretty interesting and unique bond already. Cats and dogs generally don't get along. (laughs) So this one is a little different in the sense that they do. Well, listeners, here's your chance to uh, make even more of an impact. You can jumpstart the writing of the next book by buying as many copies as you can hand out for gifts. Rescue groups out there, buy a bunch of these and put these in. If you're a shelter that has a, a retail shop, put these out there, mark them up another dollar and Those proceeds will go to your shelter, your group. That'd be a nice fundraiser. And you've already contributed to Keiko and Nico's cause by buying the book in the first place. So buy some books, everyone. Well, I can't wait to uh, get more updates on Keiko and Nico. The episode description is going to have a link to their Dodo video. And if you go on YouTube and just search for Keiko and Nico, you will find more videos. And of course, there will be a link to the book. Tawny, thank you so much for telling the story and also for giving two rescue dogs the life they deserve. Thank you. uh, Even if you hadn't written the book, you would be worthy of thanks and praise. So that's so much appreciated. And if you do write Wasabi's story, let me know. We'll have you back on and uh, promote that as well. And uh, I can't wait to hear that tale. Love it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Tawny Manami and Keiko and Nico for sharing their story with us. Links to the websites mentioned in today's episode are in the description, including videos of our foster boy, Benny. We are grateful to everyone who selects Rosie Fund as your charity on Amazon Smile orders, but please use the link for Be Deliberate Clothing when you order the story of Keiko and Nico. A greater portion of the proceeds will benefit animal welfare as they are more generous with their contribution than Amazon. Next time on Dog Words, we try to get dogs back into Transport Brewery in Shawnee, Kansas. A big thank you to alternative stream duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Join Laurel and Sasha as they explore new music and delve into the inspiration behind each work as hosts of Sound Currents on 91.9 Classical KC. Click on the Sound Currents link in the description for more information. Go to rosyfund.org to shop and get links to our social media. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share dog words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the contact form at rosyfund.org and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening to Dog Words, and remember, we save each other. Dog Words.